0: Welcome to the other side of the studio. Join us for authentic stories, expert insights, and a fresh perspective on wellness to guide you through the nuances of life's transitions, reminding you that every shift, every change, is an opportunity for growth. Rooted in the timeless teachings of Pilates, we journey through the seven pillars of a well-balanced life, spiritual, emotional, physical, sleep health, nutrition, relationships, and financial balance. Are you ready to embrace transitions and live a conscious, strong life? Hosted by speaker, author, retreat guide, and founder of Conscious Strong, Lauren McLaughlin.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Other Side of the Studio, where we talk about everything related to your health and well-being outside of the doctor's office, outside of the gym, where you can start taking control of your health and become your own medicine. So welcome, welcome. And I'm so excited to have my guest Ingrid Harm Hernandez joining me today, who is a specialist in pelvic health. So welcome, Ingrid. I'm so grateful to have you back again as a guest where we are talking about topics that are so needed today that people are not talking about in terms of what is happening down there. And our topic today is one, a big one. I know that I've been hearing it a lot painful sex. So all you listeners, we are here to guide with some information that will help you if you're experiencing pain.
2: Uh, Thank you for having me. This This is definitely a topic that needs to be discussed, but people don't want to talk about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what are you hearing the most? Like what is going on in terms of pain with sex? and maybe give us some insight on what is really going on when there is maybe hormonal shifts that are occurring that are creating some pain. And and that's a big topic because it's impacting relationships, which then we know impacts everything in our health.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I would say the biggest population that I hear complaints from is that perimenopausal menopausal timeframe, but not to say pain with sex can occur at any time someone starts with intercourse and onward. And so it really encompasses a very large age group. We tend to think, oh, well, that can't be 80, 90 year olds, but I have patients that are that old that still engage in sex. Um, so we need to understand that it is a very big part of the population, but a very silent part of the population. People are very, very embarrassed to talk about it. There are many causes for pain with intercourse. We're usually blaming or hormonal change on it, and that is a big component. Or we may blame something that happens like a surgery, right? So some more obvious things. But again, the pelvic floor is not addressed with these. People tend to think, well, if I change the hormones, if I use an estrogen, if I do this, I do that, it will go away. And for a lot of the population, it doesn't. It can be very helpful to do these things. Don't get me wrong. But we need to address the fact that it needs to have the musculoskeletal system addressed specifically at the pelvic floor and through the pelvis. So we've had conversations about how the whole body is part of this. And so what I just want to throw out there that we can do in more in detail is that sometimes I have to treat someone's hip to make pain with sex go away. Mm -hmm. And I know that may sound silly, but we've had our conversations how the pelvic floor is so integrated and listening to some of our previous podcasts, just talking about how that hip is so connected to the pelvic floor and the pelvic floor is connected to the core and so forth lets people understand that once we treat someone with pain with sex, we probably are going to treat more than just their pelvic floor mm-hmm. uh, because it's necessary in order for everything to come around and get that person to be able to engage and have comfortable, enjoyable sex.
1: Yes, and it's just so important in terms of again helping you to find comfort, uh, you know, between the sheets. And that's just a part of us as being a human being, and that is we are sexual beings. And having to deny oneself that pleasure is very sad to me. It really is because that is such a a beautiful experience. And I'm going to bring something forward that I've been hearing a lot, and that is how trauma, past trauma, has impacted one's ability to find comfort with sex. But it's having to do with the pelvic floor and it could be anything from rape it could be just having a negative situation that occurred that made them uncomfortable that they no longer want to engage in sex or they want to but they just don't know how to and so i have found that some of these traumatic experiences which are stored in you know the soas just namely that's just one But stored in the pelvic region, and we store a lot of our emotions that I have found impact the pelvic floor and then leads to some of these painful situations that, you know, our goal, I know that we've had many conversations is to help, you know, help our people, not just women, but men as well, understand the pelvic floor. So that men too can come in and understand what women are going through versus it being, oh, well, there she goes again complaining or whatever. Right. And so, helping, you know, even just building that relationship piece for women and men has truly been so rewarding in terms of helping to establish that desire again. There is support. So finding the appropriate emotional support, but then finding the support from a professional as a pelvic PT and a movement specialist, and we are here to help. And so don't, you know, just keep it in because there is help and we can, you know, we are here for you.
2: (laughs) Right, right. You're 100% correct about the trauma aspect. And it can be something that you don't even think of as being related to it, something that happened in in the childhood phase, right, where we don't make those connections, but the pelvic floor has responded to it. And what a lot of people need to think of the pelvic floor, I like to think of it as this sling or this hammock, right? Well, that sling or hammock is supportive. It holds everything up. It also protects us. So when we're talking about intercourse, especially for females, When you have a pelvic floor that's already being protective and you now try to have intercourse and it's maybe somewhat painful, the brain says, that was painful. I didn't really like that. And the next time someone tries to have intercourse, the pelvic floor becomes even more protective. And over time, what happens is the pelvic floor becomes so protective that intercourse may become impossible, Mm -hmm. right? For men, it might be that they have pain on erection. They might have pain on ejaculation. So they're going to have pain as well, but they don't know to relate it to a muscular problem, Mm -hmm. right? And then it becomes worse because they too, the same thing, they have pain. I'm not so sure I want to go through that again. Like that's a normal human response. You don't want to do something that's painful. So your body becomes protective in nature. Mm They even have some, it was an interesting study that looked at, there's a muscle called the bulbospongiosis. Mm -hmm. It's on the outside or the outer part of our pelvic floor around the vaginal opening. And they did a study where they hooked up EMG to that muscle to upper trap and a few other muscles. And they showed in this case, women looking at images that might have been a little frightening, like a dark garage or something that wasn't even dramatic. Mm -hmm. And the first muscle to contract a response was a bubble spongiosis. So it's a trauma response muscle. So wow, if we think about that a little bit and realize that if we're going through the same cycle and expect our body to change, It won't unless we change the root of the problem. And it can be the pelvic floor itself. It could be the emotional support they need. It could be a sex therapist. I could go on and on of all the different support systems that are needed. But if someone goes to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, honey, just have a glass of wine and everything will be fine, that invalidates what the person said and doesn't help whatsoever. In fact, probably makes the problem worse because then they're like, well, I'm making it up. Right. Right. Or I don't want to have sex. Well, they probably do want to have sex. They just don't want to have painful sex. Right. That's the difference, right. right? So it's an important conversation to have. And again, I know people listening, this is difficult to listen to, but I think it's important to listen to because just like all the other subject matter we've talked about, making it, normalizing the conversation, but right. not the problem, this falls in that category too. And the more we can get people to step forward and finally say something. And to have practitioners say, I have something we can do about it. We'll change the whole world of how we look at it. And, the, and it's also a comprehensive program that we do in PT and Pilates, not just looking at the pelvic floor itself, but it is connected to the whole. Yeah. What are the, the whole things we need to do to advise our patients to work with them specifically? Very varied depending on the person, but can be so, so very helpful no matter who
1: you are. Exactly. No, I just, I feel that finding the support system that can help you or listeners that are experiencing this to be able to relax. And so if you just think of any situation, if you're really tight and rigid, anything's going to be painful, anything. So being able to learn how to relax the body, how to relax the mind, because as you were saying so so poignantly is that Our mind interferes with a lot (laughs) and our brain is that powerful in it. And that memory component that is going to start to exacerbate those symptoms is that alarm bell going off and that alarm bell starts sounding, you know, earlier and earlier, even with the thought of intercourse or the thought of going there is going to trigger that alarm and it's going to shut everything down and restrict everything. And then, of course, it's going to cause Pain. So learning how to relax the body, that is key. That is number one. And that is not an easy thing to do. It's not easy. No. It's just like breath work. You know, breath work is one of the fundamental parts of living, number one, but one of the fundamentals of just moving your body and relaxing it. But I can tell you, over my years of teaching, breath work has been the hardest exercise to teach, the most difficult. But that is one, you know, the first step really to anything of healing the body is learning how to breathe correctly. And when you do, that will be able to help you relax your body. So, you know, again, I think just both of our voices are sharing that there is help and there are the professionals out there. And Ingrid is, you are amazing with how you're helping women and men because this is you know, about both, trying to find, especially when it comes to intercourse and painful intercourse, is opening up a whole new life for people and a whole new life. And it's a beautiful experience to have intimacy. So we, I'm grateful that you are helping so many people. I, You know, when you said the breathing, I, you know, I just think that
2: almost every single one of my patients, I would prescribe diaphragmatic breathing mm-hmm. to them because it is so, just so integrated that if we can get the diaphragm to move and work properly and get our our lungs to expand and our whole rib cage to expand, it has such an impact on the pelvic floor and can be a very powerful tool for these folks in learning how to get their pelvic floor to relax and so not, not even directly working on the pelvic floor, but the breathing can get the pelvic floor to do the right thing. And then we can get the pelvic floor to learn better. And this is an instance where You know, we've often talked about our key goals, the right thing to do or not. Well, in this population, sometimes we have to start with more of a relaxation technique than a strengthening technique. So you're still learning how to use your pelvic floor, but you're focused on the relaxation component of it. So if we can just get someone to start doing that, that can make a huge difference with pain on intercourse and enjoying intercourse and just being able to to delve into using the body as a whole you know, to get the pelvic floor to do the right thing is, is amazing. And I have to say, so the other thing that you, that you made me think about when, with the conversation is, gosh, I had a patient. It's so much fun when you see these changes. I had a patient who came to me because she was having pain with intercourse, but she also in on the subjective where we really ask all these questions of what's going on said, I've had years, years of horrible back pain. And I said, well, there's a good chance that they're related to each other. And she was shocked to find that out. So we worked on both. She did beautifully with both. In the conversation, she felt confident enough to say to me, look, this is so important because I'm newly married and a huge goal of ours is that I become pregnant and and I so want to do it. Her husband was patient. Her husband came into sessions. You know, I always encouraged the partner to come in because with the partner there, they can see what's happening they can see how hard the patient is working right and all of a sudden it becomes a real thing not a made-up thing yeah and then what happened was "Hmm," I discharged her she was doing great about three or four months later the receptionist comes running in the back and says oh you have a former patient just out in the waiting room would just wants to ask you a question I'm okay so I went to grab them and bring them back out of the waiting room and Granted, I was more in an orthopedic setting, which means we had the broad spectrum of patients. This was not a women's health clinic, right? So go out. And before I could even ask her to come back, she says to me, thank you, Ingrid, for getting me pregnant. And I just saw all the jaws, boom, drop all over the waiting room. People are just like, their eyebrows are shot up. Her husband's behind and gives me an orchid and has this grin on his face like you couldn't believe. And I said, oh, that's wonderful. I'm so happy for you. And, you know, not much else. And they left and the whole waiting room, a pin could drop. Right. But I thought to myself, how beautiful, how beautiful that she went from being so hesitant to even talk about it to being able to have a goal achieved with the hard work she did. And I was able to guide her. And I felt so honored to be able to guide her. And the fact that she announced this to a waiting room full of strangers, no longer afraid to talk about this. I just thought, like, what a great snapshot of all the different things that you'd love to see someone achieve in their life with just simple techniques and, and guidance on how to do it. And the person really working hard at it. And like that to me was like, it just solidified so much of, of what I want to do in, in yeah. my career. And now she talks to other people about it. She advocate, advocates all the time for
1: it. Amazing because we hear so often of couples trying to conceive trying to conceive and having lots of challenges and even to the point of not being able to. And this is one area and that I know that I have seen it and we've had it in our family. We've witnessed it in terms of once you can relax and get beyond, just go have a glass of wine, honey. But let's move this into the new floor play, right? So learning how to relax the body, as we were talking about, diaphragmatic breathing is one. Just doing expansive breathing, not only is impacting the, the relaxation of the body, but it is of course, it's the nervous system that is allowing the body to relax. But bringing in the partner to experience that is key. So many men just don't know the parts, as we talk about in our family, we call them our bits, but most men just don't understand the female bits. And being able to understand, just like your client and her husband coming in, that is the best foreplay ever is having just that awareness, right? Mm-hmm. And then what if you're doing deep breathing exercises together? Trust me, I promise it works. I've seen it in just movement. But then, you know, hey, we're all human here. But it's like taking it in the bedroom Mm -hmm. or wherever you are when you desire to have those intimate moments because it impacts lives in such a beautiful way like you have shared with your client. That is beautiful. Yeah. And every
2: every couple has their different dynamics. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to, I would say, learn the patient, their partner. You have to learn their style. Yeah. So, you know, as a physical therapist, it's not like I could just do the same thing with everybody. I had to learn what their speed was, what their okayness was with certain topics and how to address it and what was okay. I had some patients that said, no, I don't want my partner in the room. I always respected my patients mm-hmm kind of needs and wishes, right? Yeah. I thought that was important. But those who said, I want my partner, and I felt like, wow, that we could make such gains because the partner could then, like I was saying before, they could see it was a reality yeah. rather than a nebulous thing. Yeah. And then some of them would do exercises and techniques together. And some, even though they were in the room, were like, nope, don't want my partner doing the, the technique, not till I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. And I would say that, you know, you return to intercourse on your time frame Yeah. It wasn't like we've got a deadline and at three weeks, you're going to, that yeah. just adds that <laughs> no. stress. Yeah. That tight belly. Anxious floor. feeling. <laughs> exactly. And some of the foreplay, like you said, is sometimes it's just a matter of touch we're not going down the whole road. We're no don't yeah. going down that path because intercourse and having sexual relationship of some sort is very different for different people. Yeah. And it means different things. And that's what's also I'm saying, learning your patients and their needs is you have to learn all that and to put comfort and pleasure in it sometimes we totally forget that that pleasure is a huge huge component of it yeah but we have to understand that and respect that level for people too what are their needs what do they, what are their goals because yeah. we do very intimate things in that I'm teaching them how to stretch their pelvic floor they're using dilators or what are called wands they're s-shaped wands where they can achieve releases of certain muscles so I teach them yeah at a dude, it's not all about what I do. Yeah. It's what they do. And that empowers them and make, makes them realize, oh, I can affect how this works, or my partner can do with me and can see how much benefit they can do. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think those are important steps to realize. We do everything from what kind of lubrication is effective. And folks, you know, look at the label. Mm. You don't want the alcohol contents. A lot of the common ones out there are really no go. They, they just have so many chemicals and preservatives in them. You're actually taking away from the health of the pelvic floor tissue, which adds to that dryness, which adds to the difficulty. Yeah. So I always tell my patients, lubrication, lubrication, lubrication. The aloe vera-based one, Desert Harvest has one that has no chemicals, no preservatives in yeah. it. All natural. And it actually helps improve the moisture level of the tissue yeah. so you're actually helping the tissue be healthier yeah when you do it right so it's important to pick the right kind of lubricants and daily moisturizers we moisturize our face why do we not do that for a pill exactly <laughs> right
1: <laughs> all of these are such good tips and great information and then I'm going to circle back around to the trauma component I know in the work that I've done over my years I was working with Dr. John Evans who was a doctor at Duke Integrative Health here in Durham, North North Carolina. And we were working closely. He unfortunately is no longer with us. He passed away a year ago and we were very close and we had conversations around this very topic. And he taught writing to heal and the writing component and his technique, which is Dr. Pennebaker, who is from the University of Texas, helped to process some of these traumatic experiences out. So that then one could lead to making these steps into recovery. And that's what I'm going to call it, sexual recovery. So then being able to move into doing work with a pelvic PT who can help assist in starting to make whatever that diagnosis is. But it's almost, again, if you are experiencing trauma and if you or even if you don't, you're not, you're not aware, but you're experiencing pain with sex please don't discount the trauma piece because it is stored deeply in us. And I read numerous studies with Dr. John and it was powerful, the impact by being able to release. And this is through a writing technique that I, that I can help share because he helped guide me through the training process, but being able to process that trauma so that you can get to that pleasure again. So there's a lot of information here that we are bringing forward. But I think our whole point is that you do not have to experiencing pain with sex. You do not. And we both are advocates of experiencing joy, pleasure. And I am so grateful to have you back here at the the studio sharing about this topic that many don't want to talk about is through conversations. Where we are going to all help make an impact. And here we're talking about pleasure, pleasure that is going to open up your relationships. But when you do that, let me tell you, that is going to open up every other part of your life, <laughs> right? Yeah. I've seen it with movement, right? It's mm-hmm. like you go, oh, wow. They start wanting to get, you know, empowered through the body. And when you open up that body, it opens up. It opens up life.
2: Yeah. That's why treating, you know, we we talk about sexual dysfunction, sexual pain, all that kind of stuff. When you delve into that, it is definitely that interdisciplinary care that we talked about. It is something that it can't necessarily be be resolved. One person's going to say, this is it. We've we've got the answer. It really is a group effort. I'll call it finding the right practitioners to listen to you to hear you Mm -hmm. and then be able to apply the right kind of information, the right resources that says, okay, I think this is going to be helpful. This is going to be helpful. I've done presentations where I invited different subspecialties to talk about whether it would be overall pelvic health or sexual health, that kind of thing. And and I've often invited a sex therapist who, she's just awesome in the way she brings things forward in a very light manner. Mm Because it is a very deep, a very deep topic. But she often would describe like the difference just in, you know, a male response, female response to intercourse, orgasm and how different they are mm-hmm. Right in it's of itself. But it works. Mm-hmm. It works. But if that becomes so, the, the cycles become so often, it doesn't work well. And she just made me think about how that can be applied specifically to this topic and so many other things. If we're out of phase, out of sync, if our muscles are not working right, Mm -hmm. if our whole body's not integrated right, then these things are not going to work. So sex has to be treated the same way. So we can think of it that way instead of thinking it belongs in its own category that shouldn't be talked about. It is like so many other things that we look at, so many techniques that we do, so many for me, conditions and diagnoses that I see all fall under that. So we should look at it that way. We should look at it as the integrated body again, just like everything else. Exactly. And I think if we do that, then then we'll do a much better job of treating it. And people will feel like, oh, okay, well, if it's like so many other things, why am I so afraid to step forward and talk about it? Mm -hmm. It can be treated like so many other things are treated. We just have to look at it you know, through all the lenses and make sure we're covering all the territory to treat it. But it's the same as so many other things that we treat musculoskeletally.
1: Absolutely. And you, you hit on something that is important that I run across as well in, in, in hearing clients and working with clients. And I always tell any client, whether it's in a group situation or whether it's in a private situation, is that they must find that right voice. They must find the right practitioner. Because it may not be me and it may not be you, but it's so key. So don't give up, I guess is my whole point, is that don't, even if you have a bad experience or you don't have a connection with the first practitioner that you meet, don't let that stop you from seeking further because it takes the right voice. It takes the right cadence of the voice of the, of the practitioner that you have that connection with. And then when you find that right connection, you go, whoo, you, you feel it immediately. So, you know, be sure to keep looking if you don't, you know, hit the home run on the first try and, and do seek them out. And, you know, a sex therapist is amazing. I agree. I think that they have such insight on how to relax. And so it takes the village it really does it takes this village and the community to help us all find the i guess the ability to let the guards down cuz when we let our guards up we know immediately just like you were saying that first muscle that responded was one down there mm-hmm. right and when it goes on down there, it's going to definitely turn you off from wanting to go into the bedroom or wherever you desire to. <laughs> right, right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a tough, kind of tough world to figure it out. Right. And, uh, and, you know, listening to what we're talking about hopefully lets people start to realize there are avenues and there are ways. And I'll say so in my book, The Musculoskeletal Mystery, How to Solve Your Pelvic Floor Symptoms, there's a whole section on all these subspecialties yeah. and where to find them. Yeah, you know, All the links to get, okay, if I want to look up, you know, whether it be a sex therapist or an OBGYN even, yeah. you know, sometimes something as simple as that is getting that first step of who do I see to resolve these issues, right. right? And then once you do that, I always recommend look up, you know, the world of the internet can be good or bad, but usually you can look up and see what someone's, like they usually have a little bio or something that talks about what they specialize in. So you look at that and you see, you know, is something like, you know, treating sexual pain, sexual dysfunction, is that part of what they do, right? Yeah. Um, I've had patients even in the past call and, you know, the receptionist will give the message and I'll say, you know, end of clinic, I'll sit down and I'll call them because They're worried. They don't know what pelvic PT has to hold. I've had patients literally say, I'm afraid of what you're going to do. Yeah. And I say, it's not what I'm going to do. It's what we're going to do together as a team. Yeah. And we're going to talk about it first. Yeah. So if you can get that sense from the person that you talk to or what you read about them, that they will discuss things with you, that they will pull the right information from you that sometimes you don't even know what to say. Right. But they'll pull that right information from you that's a good sign that you've got a practitioner that's listening and really trying to come up with a plan that's good for you as an individual. And that's key. And I'm sure you see that with Pilates too, is being able to listen to what someone says that you're not going to craft the same exact movement program for them just because they came in with the same back pain, or they came with the same complaint as the next person walking in your door, you're crafting it to them, that individual.
1: Exactly, exactly. And so it is, it's going back to, number one, asking questions, to asking your, you know, even if it's in your community, your friends, people that you know and trust, because as we were saying, you know, be you know, be careful going on to Dr. Google or searching on Facebook and trying to find your answers that way. And, and because they're not always going to be the best <laughs> answers, they may scare you more than, yeah, right. than making you feel comfort. So just be sure to reach out and, and just ask your questions. Like you're, you're saying is like invite them to call the clinic. I invite you to call or even here in this podcast to drop your questions here. We are here to help. But your question just might be helping that other listener. And so you see that ripple effect is that the more we start talking about it in real conversations, then the more we're going to be helping one another. So don't be shy, bring it forward and just know that you're not alone. Trust us. We are hearing it on a almost daily basis is that this is a real topic and there are many, many others, many others that are going through the same situation may sound different, may be a little different, you know, experience for each individual, but at the end of the day, it is painful sex, right? And we are here to help make a difference so that we can release that. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a, like, it's a very comprehensive and very different person to person. So I think that should also help people feel a little bit better that, well, I'm not just going to go in and they're going to prescribe a medication for me and send me back out the door. That it's more going to be, well, this is what's going on in your life. Yeah. This is what we need to do with you and the relationship you yeah. have, right, with your partner. Because let's face it, there's a partner yep. there. Right? So we're not just treating that person. We're treating the partnership Yeah. there. So that's, that's, a, that's a big thing to know. And it makes it a little different when you're talking about anything in the sexual dysfunctions and sexual pain groups is that you're treating a couple when yeah. you're doing it. And that, that's, a, that's such a, a big difference, I think. If we talk about like, yeah, we're talking about similarities, but that is a big difference when we're talking about that. And we have to realize that, that no matter what happens, no matter what the treatment method is, it is the partnership that you have to be aware of. Yeah, And sometimes guide them on a little bit, which can be a tough thing too, is how do you guide them on what's going on in the relationship? Yeah. And how does that impact their life, their quality of life, all of that that that's all taken into consideration. So once you start talking to the practitioner, you usually get a sense because the conversations will come up relatively quickly to discover what needs to happen. Yeah. What do we need to do for you? And then work as a team to get this resolved and to get you back on that pleasurable, comfortable, enjoyable, you know, that whole big part of our life, like you were saying, that we can't ignore how important You know, that is, that's something that we really have to address. Exactly,
1: exactly. And, you know, so all you listeners out there, you do not need to normalize the fact that maybe you're all dried up or that there is no hope. There is no relief for whatever it is that you're experiencing, but it starts with finding your team. So we hope that you have found this information today helpful. We would love to hear from you. And Ingrid, I'm always, always grateful to have you here in the studio and our conversations I know are making a difference. Thank you for the work that you do. And thank you for being here. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening. This episode is complete. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the other side of the studio podcast wherever fine podcasts are available. For more info, visit ConsciousStrong.com to learn about classes, retreats, and more.